0: And we're back with Survivor Hot Takes. Uh, it is me, Coach Drew, Emily. Emily, hi.
1: Hi. Our
0: first official show as the co-host. I
1: can't and, believe. What an honor.
0: And welcoming back Josh, who was able to come on a couple of our episodes during Season 41. Josh, how have you been?
2: I've been great. Yeah. In sunny California. Uh, nothing too much to complain about over here.
1: Is it warm over there? What's it like?
2: Oh, I mean, it's kind. It's actually pretty cold for us. It's like 70, like 69 oh, degrees. 70, no, yeah. Never
1: talk to me again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, think at, I think we're
0: at negative one at this point. I yeah, think. I think
1: that right now we're at two. And I've never seen, I haven't seen grass in 84 years. So yeah. you're dead to me.
0: <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about, and not really, it's, this is not a deep dive on Survivor Micronesia. It's more of a our opinions on certain things that occurred during the season, which will probably just end up being a deep dive, but I didn't want it to be. And the reason this came about is because last year, Josh had come to me saying, oh, here's a hot take. I don't think that Eric giving the immunity necklace away was the worst move of that episode. And I was like, okay, yes, that is, you're playing with fire there. So Josh, what made you come to this realization? What do you think is a worst move end that episode than the Eric giving away the necklace, and how did you get to that point?
2: Okay. Well, I'll have to give my origin story. Um, my full <laughs> title is cut off here, but I would say I, I um, identify as the number one Eric Reichenbach apologist, and I uh, my origin story with Eric Reichenbach actually goes back to Ghost Island when... Oh, thank you. There you go. You can see it now. And, <laughs> and I was at the Ghost Island finale, and my, I was there with my wife, and you know, if you remember that finale, they walk out Eric and James onto the stage, and so I was oh, about like ten James. feet from I'm Eric like, hey, and James.
0: Bro, I screwed up.
2: Yeah, yeah. another hot take. Here. James isn't James isn't that uh, that big in real life. He's actually mm-hmm. kind of short, and so he's like kind of like I mean, he's not like short short, but like you know, not pretty as towering as man. you would expect. Yeah, or so you could beat him in a fight. Definitely, and that's exactly <laughs> what, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> saying. My money's on you.
2: So. um <laughs> No, I'm sure with the, he had like two layers of shirts on, you know, if you took those off, uh, I'd <laughs> probably wouldn't be saying that, but anyways, so that was a few years ago, you know, since then I've done some pondering and, uh, recently rewatched the season Micronesia. And I think I, yeah, I've come to the conclusion, which I've shared with coach Drew. And now I'm happy to share with Emily as well, that Eric's move to famously take the necklace off and give individual immunity to Natalie is not only not the dumbest move of all time, it's not the dumbest move of the season, nor is it the dumbest move of the episode. And I think, I think what the well one, go watch the episode if you haven't. Episode 13, I think it's called like if it's if it smells like a rat, give it cheese. Yeah. Um, it's a surrey quote. It, it's great. Um it's a perfectly edited episode. It feels like a heist movie in those, you know, four women. Uh, And how they are, you know, trying to get this impossible, you know, um, they're trying to do Mission Impossible, you know, get something to do that's never been done before, um, which is to convince and manipulate this poor uh, boy to give his necklace away. Just turned 22.
1: (laughs) It's like the The, day after his 22nd birthday, isn't it? It's like a couple days after. Oh, my God.
0: Around all the boobs. I've never <laughs> been around as many boobs in my life. It's like, yeah, I know you haven't, Eric. It's fine. It's
2: yeah. So, yeah, He's it's. I mean, against yeah. It, it, so it's a great episode. There is no, there is no question about it. Suri is brilliant. You know, that's not a hot take. That's probably the coldest take ever. Sere is. You know, she is uh, the best. But I think if you look at the episode, you take strip away the editing, you just look at the pieces on the board. And if you're talking about win equity, the percentage chance of somebody, you know, moving on from the point that they're at at the final five to where they go to the final four. Eric's win equity obviously, you know, goes from whatever it was to zero because he loses. But when he makes that move, I would not argue it wouldn't go. I would argue it wouldn't go to zero, nor would I argue that it would be the lowest of the five of them. The lowest being Natalie. So this is what I'm talking about, Natalie. You can. i just. Just hang with me. Just hang with me. I'm hanging in I'm, I'm there. With you. I'm with you. Natalie's move to convince Eric to give her the necklace is dumber than Eric giving her the necklace. And here's what I'm saying. Look at where they're at. They are two fans in the midst of a group with three other favorites. Who are they going to beat in the end? Who can Natalie beat in the end? And who can Eric beat in the end? There is only one answer. That is each other. Their only shot from the final five moving on to the end of the game is to take each other to the end. Hmm. However, suri right, implants the idea into Natalie. What if you can get Eric to give give you the necklace? Now, see, the, the here's the here's the hard part that you have to get around is that. Suri, Amanda, and Parvati, right? They wanted to vote out Natalie or Eric. So if you know if Eric is immune, then they're going to vote Natalie. If Natalie's immune, they're going to vote Eric, right? Or if anybody really probably is immune, they vote Eric. But so I'm not saying that it's you know like it's that easy of a move to pull off if you're Natalie. But I think if you're not willing to work with Eric in that moment to try to swing over one of the other three, you're going to lose the next round, which is what happens. Like so the only option she really had was to try to convince I think the target should have been Suri. You have to try to work together to try to pull one of them over so that you can get some sort of footing in the game because your only option to win is to take each other. So here's what I here's an, another metaphor that about what I'm thinking about. It really is like a Hail Mary move, you know, at the end of a football game or something. Now sorry, I don't know, M if you like football. I don't know, Coach Drew, I know you're a rugby guy, but I understand uh, sports. <laughs> Great. I just don't lay know. one on me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean, I think that Eric's, you know, his interception at the end of the game is like, you know, he's just he's dropping back, he's he's got to throw a hail mary, and he gets intercepted in the most embarrassing way possible, and they lose the game. Well, it's like he was already going to lose. Like his only option at that point, if he sticks with the necklace, is to win every challenge, which is like, you know, it's happened, but like it's extremely unlikely. The best thing he can do is to try to trust somebody that would want to work with him to the end. So what Natalie's feeding him is that, hey, you know, I think I can get, I think it's Amanda that she has that'll work with her, work with them, which is why he'll give up the necklace Mm -hmm. and and vote out Sari, I think. But, so there's like some hope he has of moving forward. And so I just think that if you're those two people, you can, Natalie, sure, she can get the necklace and move on one round, but her percentage chance of winning drops to literally zero. Again, unless she wins all the challenges. So, In her, case, her... She would
0: at the end with Parvati, Surya, or Amanda, and probably lose. I, I, I'll i say probably because, based like re watching Final Tribal again, and we'll get to it, watching Amanda's performance again, it's like, oh man, <laughs> May, like, maybe Natalie could potentially beat her. But Did honestly, you see Natalie's
2: performance?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well,. <laughs> Empire. But but I do okay, so I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And I do think that it would have worked in her better interest to find a way to navigate and work closer with Suri to kind of break up that that group of three. You know, honestly, like that would totally that would be an idealistic move, right? Um, but in reality, I think that she was kind of working with the pawns that she had. And also in this case, like with With Natalie, I think that that was a move that if she if she just made it to the final four, okay, which she did, but if she won that immunity and some and it was the final three, okay, I think that alone would have been able to at least enhance her resume to a way like we already know Amanda sucks, you know, whenever it comes to final tribal. But that in itself, I think that would really have bridged a divide between what she did and what poverty did. That's what I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what she was going for, but I think that- I think it's
1: what she anticipated, you know, which yeah. I mean, sucks, you know, because yeah. it just didn't turn out that way.
2: Yeah. I just think, and so here's my thing though. I just think like, I just really don't think Eric's move is that dumb. Like he was stuck between a point where he could like, again, he he gave him the necklace and went home immediately. So it didn't work out like what he did. I mean, just to be clear, was not the right move, but like he was trying, he was thinking like three steps ahead. You know, like he he was giving up a chance of security now for a chance to win in the end game. Natalie's but wasn't move,
1: that the? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go oh ahead. no,
2: I was just gonna say Natalie's move gives her security now, hmm. but really exchanges her win equity to actually potentially win the game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like she makes it through this vote, but like there wasn't any energy she was putting forth. Not just in that moment at travel council, but in that episode, in that that round, right? Where she's. They should be, she's just like dunking on Eric. She's just like, you know, we got to get this. We hope he doesn't win also. But it's like really like they need to like band together to try to like move forward.
1: Yeah, and like I think that that was the hard thing because I think that everyone felt like they had a really, um, like really intense connection to Parv for whatever reason. I think that she, like, that that's her biggest strength is that everyone thought that they were her number one, except for Seree, you know. But I think that the 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 biggest weakness because everything in Survivor is a risk, hundred percent. Like you risk maybe temporary security for maybe more longevity in the game. But my my struggle with like completely agreeing with you is that with Eric, it's a pattern, you know, like he's already noticed the pattern that has happened, you know, with Jason, with Ozzy, people feeling safe and secure and knowing that he's the last guy standing and how every other guy has gone at this point, you know? So like, that's the, that's the reason why I'm like, I still think that that was probably one of the dumbest moves in survivor history. Cause all he needed to win was like one to two more um, immunity challenges. And he already had a track record of what, two or three,
0: he My had won right right. three in a row up to that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, honestly, I don't think that it would have been completely impossible. I just think that it was, uh, like, poor social judgment. At that point, he was just done. Yeah. So, and
0: so, Josh, I do I do agree with you that, uh, or I do see where you're coming from. And I would say that I, I do agree with you as far as Natalie's, probably her best option would have been to go to the end with Eric. <laughs> and I think that we're all on the same page when it comes to that Hearing your defense, but I still don't think that that is that that that, that somehow takes over the dumb uh, the, the 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 dumbest moment the stupidest moment of the episode. Um, just okay. and even if you want to look at it through um, like historical context of people are always going to remember this. Like, yes, sure. it's, it's almost like, if going to football analogies, the Patriots-Seahawks uh, Super Bowl from a few years ago, everyone remembers the interception on the one-yard line. Right. Everyone forgot about the catch that I think Lockett or somebody had the play before that got them in that situation. And that play was just as significant as the interception. Now, it didn't pay off in the end, but – I think that's how that's how I'm looking at this one where it's like, yes, that Natalie move probably wasn't the best for her long term game because her long term game had to have her and Eric sitting at the end so that she had a better chance at winning because she's gonna get all the girls' votes at that at that point. But if people she over- was in
1: I didn't mean don't even cut you off. off. Um if, if no. she was in the final three, like let's say that the final three was a thing this this time around, right? Mm-hmm. Who would have been out of those five her best bet? To bring with her in addition to Eric.
0: Amanda, but she wouldn't have brought Amanda. She would have, because she was trying to get out, go after Amanda in the last episode.
1: And everyone she thought that Amanda was the biggest Barbie threat. Too.
2: Yeah, She's I mean, funny. James, yeah, James tells like them at the final tribal, like, oh, Amanda's got this in the back. So yeah, in the final right. tribal, they thought Amanda was going to win. You know, <laughs> I think Parvati. You know, does enough, and Amanda does enough in the wrong direction to push them to vote parvity. So, I do think that she probably would have taken parvity and Eric and taken her chances there. I also think that Ozzy kind of screwed her with that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I love okay. you. All right. All right. Let, <laughs> let, me, let me say one more thing, and then I know we got other hot takes to get to. Yeah, you, but let no, me see if this, will, this other angle will convince you. So, I think I want. that Jay- Jason's and Ozzy's are dumber because. They sh- they should be feeling unsafe, and they should be playing their immunity idols or whatever, right? Like there's there's a lot of evidence to, sh- to show that they shouldn't be, you know. Like Ozzy's like, why would they let him get that far? You know, like he's being too trustworthy tonight. Jason, of course, the same thing of like 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 of course you're the the next like target to go, you know. Um, but the thing with the, that gets me is like Natalie's plan, or it's really Cerie's plan is so brilliant because. N- Natalie should be doing what she's telling Eric she's doing. So she's like, "Oh, I got a minute to work with us and the three of us can vote together." And it's like, if you're Eric, it's like that is actually like what is best for your game if you're like playing logically to win and that would be best for my game. So he's like not trusting them with like a dumb plan of like, "Oh, okay, like all this like, you know, he's thinking like, "Okay, Natalie actually is actually trying to win, you know, like she's mm-hmm. actually trying to move forward." with me in this plan. And it seems like she's brought it. So it's like, uh, he just doesn't have as good, like Ozzy and Jason have a lot better reasons to believe that the people who are telling them the crap is crap. But Eric has like very good reason to believe that what Natalie's saying is true because it really would be the best case scenario for both of of them. So it just kind of feels like a mean girl move where it's like, she, you know, like she's like talking to him at this, like this junior high dance. She goes up to him. He's like the boy in the corner. And she's like, oh, you wanna dance? And then they get out to the dance floor and then, you know, they start dancing and she's like, ha ha, it was just a joke. Like, and he's like, well, you know, like, and then just like everybody, all the other mean girls are pointing at him and laughing. Well, that, and I just and feel like, I just feel like, you know, it's like, why like why would he have any reason to believe that she's pranking him? Like, you know, like that's legitimately yeah. like just mean stuff. Like, it's just like unnecessary, you know? Oh, and that's a fun way to segue
0: into the, the, the legend that is Natalie Bolton.
2: I Basically love her. Because, I love <laughs> Natalie too.
0: I would say, like, yeah, she's very invisible for most of the pre merge. And then all of a sudden, it becomes the Natalie show. Like, it, it was the Suri show, and Natalie is right there competing with her, as far as like, so, like, all of a sudden, she's getting three, four confessionals an episode where she's just saying all types of outlandish stuff that you know i want to hear more about what she has to say and if you want to go like if you want to go back to the jason thing she's the one that says she's the one that manipulates it to make it seem like hey jason the reason i actually sent you there yeah i want you to do i wanted you to do this in the hopes that we could do this later and of course jason buys into it and then later on during the eric vote yes it's ceria's idea but natalie's the one that sells it to him she, she she's really good with her words exactly so more confessionals where it's like wow this woman is conniving and i love it and i love it
1: and, <laughs> like, and that's the thing like I, I go back and forth with like who is the person that did the most social strategy you know throughout that entire season because honestly like i know that like parv like like Typically, a winner in every single season has one defining move, and it doesn't have to be something catastrophic. Okay. Like in Survivor um, Heroes versus Villains, Sandra's move was honestly just reaching out to the heroes. That was her move. And that was the move that earned her the million dollars. Okay. With something like Micronesia, honestly, Parr's move was kind of was something very similar she reached out to the to the fans and that in itself was something that was able to kind of bridge that gap altogether. i don't think that amanda was the person who would have been the second most deserving in that sort of strategy to me it was natalie natalie was the one doing all of the like um underground all the dirty work navigating from one piece to the other really trying to make sure that everyone felt secure without being overbearing you know i think that her strategy was brilliant
0: I do. I mean, I do too. And I. I mean, I. I honestly think that I know that you know the whole thing was she was she was a, an alternate for Heroes vs. Villains. I would have loved to see her on that. Uh, on yeah, that me too. she's um, an amazing. She's probably. I know most most people would probably say Parvati was the villain of this season. I would say Natalie. <laughs> would say Natalie. I mean, <laughs> say only one. Only one person said it says it they're going to floss with somebody's jugular. Yeah. you know. She so. did anything like overly malicious. She was a part of the plans that sari and natalie put in the place but poverty was a part of those she wasn't the main and so sari being on the heroes tribe and poverty being on the villains tribe it's like yeah i I actually get her qualms with this because it like yeah she was the one that formed this alliance but she wasn't the hitman of the alliance sari and natalie were the hitman and really it was natalie that was the hitman um, um and I, I think, and I, I know that Twitter and everyone loves and wants Natalie Bolton back. I don't think that's happening. But every time I rewatch the season, it's like, wow, yeah, Natalie's. Wait, why do people like her so much again? And then it gets to this point, it's like, yeah, duh, how do you keep forgetting that she's at worst the third main character of the merge until the end?
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: And, you know, I. I love Natalie, and I, I'm so glad that you guys uh, didn't, like, I'm glad that Josh made a decent to good point about uh, the whole Eric thing, because I thought that you guys
2: were going <laughs> to, it was going to turn to a Natalie fight. But... It
1: was going to be a bloodbath. I thought you were going to diss my woman. I love
2: well, her. Was, I love Natalie. She's one, she's one of the best characters, like, from that season, no doubt. She should have been on the Villain's Tribe. She could have been... There instead of Danielle or something would have been great. I, no arguments for me, but I do I think, think that, that like Danielle
0: is just that villain-wise, Natalie's a better villain. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, she's. I mean, she's incredible. Her some of her confessions are like you know very memorable and memorable yeah. for being so she's, sadistic. You know, yeah, like, and she's
1: like Boston Rob esque. You know what I mean? Like she's very, very good at like working her words and working the people the way they need to work in order to give her what she wants at the end. You know. So yeah,
2: and I think that's where I would say. She's really good at that tactically, like in social, like manipulation, like getting what she wants. But the problem, I just still think she just is, she's like really good at driving the car, like turning left, turning right, but she just doesn't know where to go. Like, I just think that like, she works herself into an unwinnable position getting there with Sari, Amanda, and Parvati, who likely won't turn on themselves. And, you know, like, will also like, not, you know, they're not going to take her. So it just is like, I feel like she could, if she would have applied that, like those tactics to a better overall strategy of like, you know, Mm -hmm. let's try to really work together with the fans or, you know, these women that I'm working with, they're very threatening, get them out first, you know, I think that she could have, you know. Yeah. uh, Now, do you think,
1: like, do you think that she thought that her end game was going to be like, her Parv and Amanda maybe like going to the end because like my thing is like she uh, like Parv got sent over to her tribe you know like halfway through then they all merged right so they didn't have time where they were separate and she spent a lot of time with those three girls you know yeah so to me I'm I'm like well they didn't she didn't really recognize that that alliance was something that was so strong so maybe she thought her strategy was sticking with like the the two that she felt closest to until the end which would have probably been Parv and Amanda you know. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that, like, I think, honestly, like, so many people on that season, she was just kind of caught in the cult of personality with Parvati, it seems like. I I really yeah, think that was true. a big part. Like, I don't know if she really, like, I mean, she's also, again, like, they're playing second time, she's playing first time, like, she, they can maybe see a few moves down the road ahead of her so that by the time she gets to the final five, she just feels like, I, I probably won't win, but it's, you know, like, you know, I just want to go the farthest I can, you know, or I, I don't really know exactly, but I just so I do think like on a second run, if she had been out there for Heroes versus Villains, I think she could have been like, you know, really, really like some someone to watch out for because of the fact that she showed so much like she showed a lot of strong ability to like manipulate and to, to like read people and and work her way in and be liked by people. Um, and then give some great confessionals, you know, when no one's looking. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah but I just
0: know, don't know. Don't four of the five members of the Black Widow yeah. yeah. in the same season, so you yeah. have to cut off somebody. So you just cut off. You cut off Natalie, which I mean, of the four that were potential cast members, I would say that that's probably the s- smartest idea, um, mm-hmm. because everyone loves Amanda um, until the end. Uh, everyone loves or hates poverty and everyone loves sari so you need to and people you know coming into heroes villains people might not even remember natalie now, now you know with the with the the blessing of the internet and all these streaming services we can go back and watch Natalie and realize oh man like i really wish but at the time when it's coming out live you're not thinking about natalie you're thinking about that final three um and i get it, and i get it but I quickly want to go to a comparison. So there's been two legitimate fans versus favorite seasons. And for years, I've heard how horrible Caramon is. Like I've watched Caramon in plenty of times. Um, How horrible Caramon is. Um, This, that, and the other. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Caramon is better than Micronesia because that's not true. Micronesia is, for me, top five. Um, Me too! what, What I will say is... Pre-merge of both Micronesia and Caramoan are not the best, and they're they actually kind of drag a lot. And merge for Caramouan and Micronesia is pretty amazing. Like Micronesia has all these blind sides back to back to back to back. Caramoan's the exact same way. Like there, there are so many blind sides at the merge on and Caramoan, but people people will shit on caramoan and you know prop it, and they'll use the, the the pre-merge and the brandon thing and all that but they'll praise micronesia even though they had some of the same problems but also some of the same successes but people forget about the caramel success successes um so thoughts on that uh as as we move on
2: um yeah, I think I mean I like I like Micronesia a lot better. I think the, the postgame like one of the best like our post is one of the best like series of, of episodes like ever. And I, I think that I mean Caramoin gets hurt a little bit with like Eric's injury at the end, the Brenda stuff is a little weird. I'm not i I've, I'm not team Brenda on that whole Brenda Don feud. I'm I'm more pro Don. Um <laughs> That one that
1: final tribal, oh, like that that was yeah. the most cringy thing I think I've ever seen on television. That was cringy.
2: I just feel like, yeah, and so I feel like there's some of that energy that's different. While the blind sides may be there, but I do think like this is just like pure fun. Like again, like I will defend Eric's decision as not that dumb, which I don't need to get into anymore. Yeah, but like that is a fun episode to watch, you know, like it's yeah. it's hard to watch him a little bit get dunked on so hard. But like you're seeing someone get dumped on that hard, you know? <laughs> like you was a good sport story. about it. it yeah. Really yeah. Cool.
1: yeah. He was. Yeah. And I think that that, that was, like that was a big defining moment. I think that like, you know, um with Karen Moen, I it it had a different um like it it put like a different flavor in my mouth as opposed to Micronesia like Micronesia I was like and it was for that reason like every guy was a pretty good sport like even Jason whenever he got fooled he was like ah man you know it was it was really good with the exception of like Ozzy's reaction I guess but like I think with um with Caramoan like there were some pieces that I think like were um were really good like wasn't this the same season was this the same season that Malcolm like uh, blindsided people, he's like, We have two. Uh- oh, yeah. yeah, it
0: wasn't, a- yeah, but they when they pulled out their idols, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, like him and, him and Reynolds,
1: yeah, right, universe. right. So, I thought that, like, that there were pieces that were so like riveting, you know. And we all know how obsessed I am with the winner of this season. Um, I would die for Cochran, um, but. Oh my god, I'm I'm in love. He's just the best person in the world. And uh, me and Emily
2: so... can agree on that one for yes! sure.
1: Yes, <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, but I think that uh, yeah, again, of it was like some of it was just so like gut wrenching, just in terms of like emotional kind of stuff. Like the Brenda thing was like was like really stressed me out, and wasn't this is the same season with Brandon's yeah. episode, right? Yeah. So like, some yeah. of these things like kind of yeah. like yeah. it wasn't I'm, fun. Saying, like,
0: I'm not trying to sit here and say that Caramon is even in the same class as Micronesia. I'm just saying that. If you, if you really look at everything that people praise Micronesia for, Caramon has the same thing. And if you look at the stuff that – certain stuff that they, you know, shit on Caramon for, Micronesia runs into the same issue. Like pre-merge – I know we all just recently rewatched Micronesia, but if I were to ask you guys in three weeks, name three pre-merge fans on Micronesia,
2: yeah.
0: you probably wouldn't be able to do it – Maybe I uh, don't you know. You Chat. Might.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. The
0: same with Mar- Caramon where it's like pre-merge fans. Off the top of my head, uh, I know Shamar. Uh, oh, Shamar. I know hope. There's yeah, hope, right? there's a hope. hope. Um, and then there's Sherry, uh, of course. Sherry, no, Sherry makes the merge.
2: Yeah,
1: she makes the final three.
0: Yeah, yeah, the final three. Yeah, I a, you- like, I didn't realize he said pre-merge. Yeah, yeah, pre-merge fans, uh, <laughs> I know there were two. There were two blonde girls. Oh, 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 uh, Ju- Julia, Julia, the, the, the Julia the, Landauer. Yeah, yeah, the driver. Well, um, she
1: she stays through the through the merge though, because Philip sees something special in her.
0: No, no, no. no they they <laughs> she, sw- she swaps.
1: She, oh, she gets swap from oh. I need to rewatch that season.
0: Uh, <laughs> honestly. It's almost like, and I know we're going off on a different tangent here, but it's almost like Game Changers where every time I rewatch Game Changers, I hate it less because all I have to do is, okay, hey, I know this this incident is going to happen at some point.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm. Just
0: kind of go with it, just sit there, take it, and move on. And I'm, try- I'm going to try to do that with Island of the Idols later this year mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I know this happens. Let's see if this season, you know, is actually not as bad as I make it out to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with Caramon, it's like, okay, I know this situation is going to happen. But here's here's your boy winning, uh, I think, three immunities, maybe four. Yes, Here, in a row. Here's them it's blindsiding uh, Corinne. Here's them blindsiding Andrea. Here's them blindsiding Brenda. Here's them getting rid of Philip, even though he is, like, you know, optically has full control over the game at this point. Here's... Sure. Eric, who's come back and is going to redeem himself, and then he makes it to the same—you know—he makes it to the final five again, and then
1: oh my god, he that's goes. so tragic.
0: Um, so it, there's a lot of there's a lot of good to Caramoan that I think that yes, I think if people were to rewatch it, and even if they just watched both fans versus face seasons back to back, they would see some like they would see some correlation. I think everyone would still say that Micronesia is better,
1: definitely. But
0: I don't think that it would be. As bad on a rewatch for certain folks if they did do caramel. Maybe we'll do an, a Caramon episode uh, down the line, which I
2: will come back for. <laughs> I have I have some good news for you, I think. In that realm. Well, maybe. So you know how like before they put Micronesia onto Netflix, they had Eric as the thumbnail. Did you guys notice cool. that? Like yeah. that was like a no. thing, you know, like yeah. So he was always the thumbnail, even when they had heroes vs. villains and, and,
1: the,
0: on and their the one challenge, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. yeah, he's he's breathing through the, the thing.
1: Oh, so, okay, the yeah, yeah. Never mind, I do that.
2: The thumbnail now it's sometimes Eric doing that same thing. And then there's another thumbnail that just appeared. I took a photo of it literally right before this. They're yes. they're standing yeah. on the floating things. Yeah. It's Kara Moen It's yeah. not it's it, it's it's I you it's kind of like zoomed out so you can't see as well, but you can tell Eric because of his hair, and you and can Brenda. tell Cochran because of his pale skin. <laughs> Those are the two <laughs> things that were like super obvious to me to make sure that it was caramel and instantly so i so, saw that oh yeah go Ellie. Yeah. do
1: we think that this means that like that's going to be like the n- the next addition to the netflix survivors
2: i'm saying maybe i'm saying that like they they at least have like the rights to that image or something or less less it's right just a mistake, <laughs>
0: but. Be, i would say that like they're on a they've been on a good pace since they started putting episodes on netflix they they did heroes vs. villains kageyan David vs. Micronesia, which a lot of people would put Those are the p- people 4 five, yeah. 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 Cameron being next would be like, alright. <laughs> yeah, you might want to dribble in a bad season at some point. I feel like a good dribble in bad season would be like uh
1: Don't Nicaragua. even say it. Okay, I thought you were going to say All-Stars. That was going to be the end of the <laughs> uh, podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nicaragua, or you know, maybe like uh, uh, Gabon. Gabon.
1: Gabon was oh, Gabon would be a
0: perfect season to say hey, and this is what happens when we have a bad season. Here's Gabon, yeah. which is still fun. Yeah, you guys both just sat here and said, that, yeah, there were certain things about Cameroon that like were very uncomfortable and or just like, why is this happening? At least yeah. with Gabon. Off the top of my head, except for that one moment at Final Tribal, uh it's just a bunch of fun and a bunch of weird characters hating each other for 39 days.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You it's slowly kind of, watch Maddie like drip into insanity by the end. Like that always yeah. freaked me out. <laughs>
2: I just I feel like Gabon is like is like good trashy TV. Good it trashy is. reality TV. Like it's like it's like, a, it's it's like so the Real cool. Housewives of 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 Orange of oh, County yeah. like of, of Survivor. Like it's just if you like that stuff it's great, you know. It's not like necessarily my favorite thing. I'm I'm kind of, you know, more into the strategy and all that kind of stuff like which is really not really there. <laughs> you, <man>. <laughs> uh, but cool. if you like people <laughs> hating each other, yeah, you know. Good so, great.
0: And I, and I do want to do a a, a Gabon episode as well at, at some point. Uh, oh. I want to do one for everything. So yeah, yeah. Do we I mean, have to? Gabon. <laughs> can, I will say this because I'm a nerd. Uh especially for Survivor. Uh, Gabon has my favorite theme song of all 41 seasons. Gabon has the the best version of the theme song, except mm-hmm. for maybe Heroes versus Villains, and except mm-hmm. maybe All Stars. Gabon has the best. If you if whenever you guys get a chance. Go, watch, it's a list. It's a one minute. Right. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. Crank up
1: those ancient voices. Yeah, yeah.
0: The bone version. Uh, it's amazing. Um, but final thoughts on Micronesia. Anything that you wanted to briefly touch on before we before we bounce? Um, where does it rank? For uh, I know Emily said it's in her top five. It's
1: my number uh, two. My, number I two. I did
0: it today. It's not <laughs> number four. So, oh, yeah, no, I don't have no,
2: my. I don't have my list in front of me, but it's—I mean—it's definitely top five, if not you know three to five range, somewhere in there. Yeah, Um, it's
0: very hard to not like Micronesia because even if you're bored by it early, by the time, by the time they take out, oh, by the time it's a stick happens, I think that's from that moment on until the end of the season, it's just as the kids say, banger after banger until we get. It is. Natalie Bolton hitting on poverty at the end, and you get Ozzy being weird and probably fucking Amanda a million dollars, and you get Sari. Um, I love uh because I, I I watched it with a few of my students uh, this time around, and they were confused as to why she asked the questions that she did, and it did kind of come off like she gave Parvati kind of a an easier question than she did to Amanda. But it yeah. Made, she would ask them those questions. And you get James sitting there saying, you know, just say, say this. And Parv's trying to be, still trying to be cute and like, oh God. All right.
2: Uh. Yeah. I forgot. She tried her I-
1: best though. I, I don't, I honestly don't even know what James wanted from her, to be honest. Like, I think that she did exactly what he thought, what, what she thought he wanted to give her. You know what I mean? And like, he, it, like at the end of the day, James wouldn't have been happy no matter what she said.
0: Yeah, true. He's
2: better.
1: Yeah.
2: As the kids say, YOLO. Josh? I think a couple things that I forgot so I rewatched. Yeah, the Jeff moment reacting to Natalie. You brought that up, but just his face when Natalie's talking is, I I think Survivor quotes or whatever on Twitter recently tweeted out his face. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. I literally finished rewatching the episode and I opened up Twitter and I saw that was like the first tweet. So I know that they... They have it there, but his face is unbelievable. Like it's
0: like it's a it's, a, it's an incredible yeah. moment. Oh, like the way it's edited, it all um, like what I think happened was she asked, it, the jury starts laughing, and then there's like a big like commotion because all of a sudden Jeff goes, Hey guys,
2: like yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: he's trying to keep the peace, you know, but yeah. like it looks like he's so preposterously confused by what just came out of her mouth. <laughs> And she, I was, say, like, she backs it up. She backs it up. She backs up her question. Yeah, yeah. It was I mean, a good recovery. 10 out of 10.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, I'm being too optimistic.
1: Other, I love her too much.
2: The other thing I forgot about, underrated psychopath Joel. Like, how I oh mean, like, I knew God. that guy, like, oh was, God. like, was intense. But, like, I, I did not. Like, I know we talk about these people who, like, on Survivor, like, you're talking about, like, People who, like, Brandon Hance, whatever, having a mental health episode, or, like, you there's some serious bullies, you know, like, you know, racism and, like, uh, some horrible stuff that happens. While Joel's stuff with Chet might not be classified as an ism, but, like, he's a Chet-ism, and it's hard to watch, yeah. I guess, you know?
1: And, it is, and, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: like,
1: like I, I think that, like, the, the whole uh, – his – Chet, or not not Chet, um, Jewel's like whole persona, I think to me, just becomes like, it, it's like really not even just like intimidating, but it's like, I, I would fear for Chet's life, you know, that, like going I, through that. That's entire... what I'm saying. Yeah, he like, he especially that last, one of the last challenges they did together whenever they, they there's yeah. no way that that was, that was coincidental that they strung Jewel onto Chet, you know? And poor Chet, like, is like, his whole face is all beat up and he's like, I hit my head back there and he's like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I don't like,
0: care. I, don't yeah. care. <laughs> I know. He's Roy Maguew, Joel, and then he has the nerve to complain about his edit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, at
2: the finale. The nerve. No, that guy. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that he was tied to Chet either, because in, yeah. it's you. I just know Joel was like, I can do this all by myself, and so Chet just had like, I can just drag him, whatever. So like, I can, I will one hundred percent be able to tag the people, grab their flag, whatever. Whoever's
1: behind me, so I might as well put the worst person behind me because I'm just that good, you yeah. know. Yeah, like, he's just like that, full of himself, like. And and he's so power hungry, and like you you pick up on that at least like from, from oh, the yeah.
0: very he, start. He I... with Michael B. And he, he like he works with Chet in that situation. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, he works with Chet to get with yeah. of Michael B. In the situation, and then it's like, oh man, how's Chet still here? It's like it's right. your fault, mofo. Like it's you. You're, you're yeah. the
1: one. You know who else? I, I'm not gonna remember the names, so you guys have to remember it for me because I'm so bad at names. Um, but you know who I thought was such an underrated player? Okay, Tracy? so Tracy. What? Amy, Tracy. was it Amy?
0: Oh Amy too, okay, yeah, okay. Amy who, was Amy great. Who's the one. Yeah.
1: who's the one that worked with Chet and then um that other
0: Tracy. Lady? Tracy. 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 Yeah. Oh, I lied. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I
1: messed up. Yeah, who's the one
0: that chet or that uh 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 what's her face asked if she had a- Fake boobs, or not even ass, just like, oh, oh, okay. oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no.
1: Um, but, like, she, the way that she, like, manipulated, like, she was so good at manipulating Joel. I think that, like, if it wasn't for her, Joel probably would have worked with um, Mike and Mary, was was that the, the two names, like, to, to continue the to, the legend to, to get, of the chat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a yeah. very funny video that Eager Turtle Tur- 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 put out, uh, I think, earlier this year about Mary's time on Micronesia. We'll have to watch it. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. Um, Emily, any final thoughts on the season?
1: Um, honestly, I think that we nailed them all really well. Like I, I think that, like I said before, like my, my biggest my, my biggest final thought is that I think that Natalie was really underrated. You know, I mean, she she definitely was making these big moves, but I think that people still thought of her as a second tier character, but in my mind, she was definitely a top tier.
0: Yeah, uh, I you know, everyone has said everything. I love this season. Want to rewatch? I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that this isn't a season that I rewatch more. Like the seasons that I rewatch the most are usually like Cambodia, Koh Rong, and every now and then I'll I'll throw in um versus Gen X. And ironically, they all come in a row. um But this, I'm surprised I don't rewatch this season more because it is a lot of fun and it's not. It's not a, you know, oh, God, this episode's coming. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the episode. Even when it's someone like Mary being voted out, there are certain things in the episode that are like, yes, I remember this. This is fun. Um, So if you are listening or watching this and you haven't rewatched Micronesia in a while, absolutely go watch it and pay special attention to characters like Nellie Bolden pay attention to Alexis for some reason because there's this whole subplot where everyone thinks that oh man Alexis has the biggest uh the is the biggest jury threat she's gonna win it's like oh okay I must the next time I watch Micronesia I'm gonna have to just pay attention to Alexis yeah. um but, Emily, you were gonna say something before I uh, I
1: really wasn't. I would think I was just gonna say, like I think, like for her, it was honestly like she had the potential to be an intellectual threat, but it wasn't something that she was able to harness in the environment she was in. You know what I mean? Like she she answered some of the stuff really well in like specific tribal councils. But I think that like people were worried more about when or if she came to that final tribal, how well mm-hmm. she would do, you know. Yes.
0: Um, but thank you, Josh, for coming back. Yeah, we will be, we'll be doing it again at some point obviously uh, i love having you on um next week stay tuned uh i am pretty sure i know what we're touching on next week guys just to make sure that everything is in order so i don't know why i just said it like that but that's what it is um thank you for joining us here at uh survivor hot takes uh and until then we will see you guys on the